Eurovision. Welcome to Eurovision, a podcast with a unique Irish perspective on the Eurovision Song Contest. 12 points. Ireland. Oh, goodness we have so little to discuss oh nothing at hi, all hi connor hi how are you i feel like we'll struggle to fill this episode yeah i don't know <laughs> nothing's been happening the weather's been mixed <laughs> nothing on the telly was there anything on the telly a week or two ago nah, nah there was New some late, coronation late host, yo yeah. yeah i think there was a song contest somewhere really? yeah i heard some was it nearby yeah some woman lorraine one i think <laughs> lorraine yeah something like that <laughs> seven that's seven <laughs> Seven. It all makes Seven. sense now. Oh my god. Um, quick shout out. That sound that you heard there, the kind of mashup of some of the Eurovision 2023 songs, is from a TikTok account, lonewolf.not.found. So check them out on TikTok. They also have a hilarious mashup of Blanca from Poland and Brittany, which is a must see if I do say so myself. Connor. Bye bye. It's kind of crazy. Yeah! <laughs> you I passed. passed the Blanco challenge, the baby challenge with flying colours. Um, my goodness. Where do we begin? I, like, oh God, I don't even know. This has been a dream. So Eurovision 2023 is over. Oh, even hearing that is, is strange. It's, we it's strange. have a winner. Lorraine Tattoo. So Sweden has now equalised seven to seven. It hasn't gone unnoticed, as it shouldn't. Nope. Great record from the Swedes. You know I love Stockholm with all my heart. (laughs) I have a feeling it'll be Stockholm next year. I don't think our host city episode will be as stacked as it was last year, Connor. (laughs) I do like Malmö also, Mm -hmm. but I I have this feeling deep within my heart. It's Stockholm. And Lorene herself said she wants it to be Stockholm. Yeah, I think too. There's a real calling for Friends Arena. A lot of people want Friends Arena to be hosting. I don't know. I think it's very, very very big. big. It's very big. Even for Melfest, I find it a little bit too big. As much as I love Melfest and Friends Arena. Yeah, you can't really see much, you know, if you're... Yeah. Unless they have to, you've scaled it up stage-wise, but it's... uh, It's great being there for the atmosphere, but yeah, you actually don't get that much of a view. No. Really, in a lot of parts of, of... that arena although I suppose they do need a lot of space for the green room and stuff so that floor space will probably be put to good use in terms of green room but anyway that's all to come that's That's all to come I mean we're like Sweden are hosting right like it's it's 
Of course. It's going to be Of course they are. Yeah. And I think it'll be interesting. Do you think Christy Borkman's going to come back? I've seen a few little things it speaking about It seems like he will. And especially, you know, with such a big show. A lot of locals, for me personally, I don't know about you, but I've been talking about, obviously, it's ABBA's 50th anniversary next year. A lot of people have been saying, oh, it's going to be a huge contest. Sweden are definitely going to yeah. celebrate it now. Him coming back, would it be the cherry on top, I think? I think so as well, because there was a lot of talk this year about the UK delegation kind of getting split up a bit because, yeah. like, Lee Smithhurst and others were pulled out uh, Andrew Cartwell the HOD they were kind of pulled out to assist in terms of running the actual contest and producing it so it would probably suit the Swedes to kind of keep their delegation as is but have someone with the calibre of experience that Cursor has to come back and especially now with the American Song Contest no longer in production he's free like why would he not go go home and return to Melfest and he said yeah, and he said in 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 previous conversations, I believe with the Euro Trip podcast, that he it's like an addiction, you know. Exactly. The Eurovision Song Contest, he he can never rule out being away from it. So uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. I see him coming back. But also on that note, I think this leads us into what we want to talk about next: Sweden taking on the reins and the broadcaster SVT taking the reins after. Such an incredible contest feels fitting because we know for sure SVT will do a good job. There's Absolutely, no way yeah. they would ever do a bad job handling Eurovision. So what a way to bow out of possibly one of the best Eurovisions ever. Yeah. And I think we're going to go and get into all of that in a second because we could probably harp on about how amazing <laughs> it was forever. But we are getting questions and we know we'll probably get more questions about the future of Eurovision yeah. and what are we getting up it's to. It's over. We're done. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I, I think that's like the worst possible breakup I could ever imagine, have, Connor. Imagine. Like, Eurovision is done. No, let's not. Let's not. <laughs> um, yeah, so I suppose, Connor, we'll give a rundown of what, what we're thinking, what's happening, what's in the works, mm. as I like to say. So first off, Connor, what do we both need a little bit of? Sleep. Sleep. We, it's cup been of a tea. week. We've definitely both been Oh, sleeping. we have. Yeah, yeah, we have. We have. Myself and Lou actually didn't talk at all much during the week. <gasps> bar one message, and that was it. <sighs> it was like I had lost my left arm. I'm glad you felt the same because I was like, "Am I really needy?" No. Like, where is he? I sent Lou a text. <laughs> I was like, "Miss you." <laughs> And I, my response was, I'm so relieved you said that because I really miss you as well. <laughs> so the feeling was definitely reciprocated. Oh my God. Um, yeah, so it's great to be back together. The yes. band is back together. Yes. And Obviously yeah. we're not going to be pumping out episodes. Like we have We need a break. We're both going to go on holidays. Yeah, take it's summertime. News is slow as well. So I think yeah. this coming you know few months, there will be a lot of in-depth discussions had. Obviously, Ireland and the future of Ireland at Eurovision is going to be an We'll dedicate episode, an episode to that. Which will be very, very detailed. And obviously, yeah. we need to continue our thoughts and really, we want to do it justice. We need to process. And we need to process everything yeah. that's happened, what is going to happen. See what's coming up. See what's coming up. Mm-hmm. We're also going to have some fun chats as well. We've got a few little guests Interviews. in the lineup as well. Which you could probably guess a few of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Just positive pod. Yeah, positive pod. <laughs> And some, yeah, other little things, of course, are psychic. The Eurovision psychic game is c- coming to an end because we need to find out a winner. So we will be dedicating we need to go do a some full maths. episode. Yeah, we, we need the maths, lads. So uh, give us a bit of time and we'll get to it. We but will let you know. We will let you know. So that will be a full episode dedicated to that. And sure, of course, there'll be little news bites coming through the summer by 2024. Luxembourg as well. Who else will be joining them? Luxembourg. <laughs> 
Woo! I'm so happy they're back. Um, Bosnia next, yo, please. My God. Um, um, yeah, who that's going to lead us into September, Connor, yeah. and then we're in a new new Eurovision, Eurovision season. Year. Of course, Junior Eurovision as well. We'll be touching on a bit now with Ireland doing my very well recently. Mm-hmm. So, we'll of course, be focusing on that. But there's a lot to look forward to. Of course, it's summertime, so Eurovision news is slow, but we'll still be here. Not as often, but yeah. we will be here. So do stick around and, of course, keep sharing, following and everything like that. Under the and sun. listen, you know, Connor and I, like, th- there's going to be story after story. We'll probably <laughs> chat a little bit about our experiences in Liverpool in this episode, but there'll probably be more random stories yeah. and random things that come to the fore as the season goes on. And we also want to do a quick shout out to any of you we met in Liverpool. So many of you, as always, just such legends, so sound. Love meeting people who follow the pod. And our meetup was great. Yes, crack. Thank you so much for coming along. It was really so fun. lovely to chat, especially on a busy Saturday. You know, grand final day. People it was kind of our first time doing anything. Yeah, so it, and was it was lovely, lovely and it yeah. was so nice and such lovely comments from people and people were so lovely about the podcast and you know everything as well. So thank you. Lovely so, ride so up much. in the examiner. Yes, thank shout you out so to much. Anna. Anna, yeah, thank Legends. you so much. So. Yeah, again, thank you guys so much for all your support in person, online, wherever it is. We appreciate it so, so much. Love Without you, so you much. guys, we would not be doing this. So thank you again so, so much. It makes it real. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, I, I we, we're not going to run through Liverpool. There's too no, many stories. There's too much, much to talk much. about. We won't bore you with the details of random things we were up to. We had the best time. That goes without saying. Yeah. There's loads on our socials as well. You've probably seen. So we won't bore you with those details or stories. But we want to get into your vision. We want to get into the songs, the results. This is the stuff that we live for. Yes. Like if the you know, debrief. It feels like we've got a fresh cake and we haven't sliced it open yet. And that first taste is always so good. Oh, the details. So good. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So listen, let's. Let's get cracking. We are going to start this episode by just talking about random highlights we both have. Because I feel like that's the best place to start after a contest. Random thoughts, random sound bites we both have. Then we'll get more into the results and in-depth discussions. And we're going to pull up some of your highlights as well that you've submitted to us on Instagram. Connor, can you give me a random highlight either of your time in Liverpool or something to do with the show or the results something that sticks out in your head you just want to shout out on the pod let's do it it's so hard to pick you know moments and stuff but one of them for me was uh, (laughs) with Linda Martin on the Ray Darcy can we talk about Connor on the Ray Darcy show on RT Radio 1 mortified mortified our man our Connor repping Eurovision on the radio but it happened so quickly and it was very hard to process it and you know suddenly sitting in a chair having Ray Darcy in front of you who you've listened to as you know growing up on the den and everything like that and you hear him on the radio having Linda Martin what else have I got to say you know Eurovision icon you know (laughs) and then Knowing that Marty Whelan's going to come in, Dustin the Turkey is coming in as well. I'm just like, what the hell? Then it's semi final one day, so you're processing everything. So while we're on air, we're talking and talking, and Linda keeps poking me, poking me as if I'm a bear. Like every little, every little, not even joke, but every little like comment that's made. It's like, ah, Connor, ha, poke. <laughs> ah, Jesus, Connor, you're right there, poke. <laughs> And I was like, I'm sitting here in Liverpool at Eurovision with Linda Martin poking my side. Like, what? 
<laughs> can you wake me up, please? Can you wake me up? What's going on? Amazing, amazing. And then the struggle of of helping Timor, who of course was the commentary for uh, Ukraine at Eurovision, did backstage. Icon. Up, had to help him through security because in the press center, it was like a bloody, like you didn't have a pass, you weren't allowed in. He didn't have like a symbol on his pass. So me trying to talk to the security man. Being, He's like one of the main people in Eurovision. He was like he the was Eurovision correspondent. He was like, I am presenting the show. No, what you don't have hell? a pass. You don't have a pass. I was like, we're interviewing upstairs. So I literally had to drag Timor up to stay. You're the like, stairs. I'm with RT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought I'd say that. What on but earth? yeah, it was a bit of a mental, mental day. But yeah, Linda Martin poking me as I'm on the radio. Fair is a play, bit of a strange, yeah. No better man. Oh, no no better woman. Very weird. Very I love weird. it. She's lovely though. She's very nice. Um, oh, I can imagine. She seems like a lovely woman. Yeah, she's lovely. She loves Down your she loves your That's all you want, isn't it? Very honest as well, babe. Ah, yeah. Dustin, There's no I, nonsense I, with her. No, literally. She's a nothing. great woman. Yeah, yeah, I have so much time for her. I feel like the day I meet Linda Martin, the world will end. Oh, absolutely. So let's absolutely. put that off. <laughs> <laughs> I like I will lose my life. I'll be I'll be so stunned. Yeah. So starstruck. Um, what about you? Deadly. Uh oh, there's so, so many. A little bit of a personal one. The Eurovision Village on Saturday evening. I want to apologize slash not apologize. To any individual who was in the vicinity of us and our friends when Belgium was getting points. Because it started off, there was a group of us, and when it it came to the jury points, which obviously come first in the final, Neve Kavanagh comes on the screen to give her points. We're all screaming, like we've just won Eurovision. Like screaming just to see Linda Martin on the telly. Then... We give Belgium 10. We're all there with like a big Belgian flag losing our minds. Shout out to Alex in particular. And then th- later on in the voting, there's like nearly three 12s in a row for Belgium. And we were screaming. Ecstatic. Sc- like my, my voice was gone for about a week after the Saturday. Oh my goodness. Daddy in a hat, daddy in a hat. We kept chanting. We just lost our minds. Yeah. It was just like we were on another planet and we were Belgian. We were no longer Irish people. And I would say... The random people around us were so confused because we all had Irish flags. We were going mad during Brooklyn earlier in the day. Yeah. We were going mad during Jedward earlier in the day. We had all our Irish flags. And then it was like this switch. Neve Kavanagh. And then suddenly we were Belgian after that. <laughs> and I put up a tweet on Twitter about this. And I think it resonated with people. The best thing about being an Irish Eurovision fan is that for every grand final, you get to choose what nationality you yes. want to be. Because you can probably guarantee we won't be there. <laughs> <laughs> so this year, I was Belgian. I was Czech. I was Slovenian. I was Mrs. Worldwide. Let me put on sunglasses real quick. Yeah. Mrs. Worldwide. Oh, she's got the shades on. Yeah. She's got the shades on. Um, oh. Flow rider Pitbull, I see you. Um, yeah, so that that is one of my personal highlights that any more from you Connor just to go back to that for a second my friend Harry our friend Harry as well Fred Palatwad he texted me during the week and he was talking about that he was adding his songs from this year onto his playlist and that 16 songs got in one of them sneaking in was Because of You then he sent me a voice message saying that I never thought I'd be in Liverpool watching Eurovision with a group of Irish fans shouting Daddy in a Hat for Belgium <laughs> so shout out to Harry that made me 
very, very, uh, <laughs> very, very happy during the week. But uh, yeah, um, <laughs> what a moment. But what yeah, a... that village, the whole experience, semi-final two, watching it in the village. That oh, was brilliant as well. Just the weather. Amazing. It was so nice. You could have been anywhere. We were literally sitting in like a big green the area. The God said, let there be sun. Literally, every time we wanted to go to the village, you had the sun setting over the river. Beautiful. Mercy beside us on the left. We had the screens. Then we had the buildings lighting up in the Ukrainian colours on the right. It was perfect. The fireworks at the end. The fireworks at the end on the Saturday night. It was perfection. The village was amazing. Absolutely. Can we also like we're 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 probably going to guess this anyway, and we could probably dedicate a whole section of this episode just talk about how incredible Liverpool was. That's another one of my personal highlights, actually. Mm -hmm. Just the city and the people and the spread they put out. I don't know if any other Eurovision host city will ever come close to that. They went. Above and beyond. And I have to say, you know, the average Joe in Liverpool was what, impre- like, you know, it was like, yeah. of course, the volunteers were great. The people in the stalls were very nice to chat to. Uh, the, the woman at our hotel reception was yeah. really kind. We then moved to an apartment. Emma, our, um, Michal's friend, you know, friend of a friend, friend <laughs> of a friend of a friend, who uh, very kindly ha- had her apartment decked out for oh, us for the weekend. Beautiful. And she'd done Eurovision hearts and Ukrainian colours on the mirror and all these things. But on top of all of those people who put the spread out for Eurovision and for fans and for international people, the average Joe off the street who had never seen you before in their life stopping to help you. Yeah. You and I got out of an Uber somewhere. And we had a few bags and I was on maps directing us. Random man walks up to me. Are you all right, love? Do you need directions? Mm -hmm. Do you want a hand? That happened to me about three times. Um, There was one night I was sprinting through Liverpool city centre. I love this story. You're the only one who knows this actually. So... (laughs) The pod pod listeners are the the second cohort of people to to hear about this. I don't know, am I mortified or am I like... Oh no, this is a fantastic story. Or am I like delighted with this? This is fantastic. Um, You gotta say I was absolutely sprinting through Liverpool city centre so that I I didn't miss a a taxi. And was running for my life. And I'd come from the the turquoise carpet slash national lottery party in uh, George's place. And I had heels on. I have to say... In terms of heels, I'm a real practical gal. I'll only wear ones that are like pretty comfy. So the ones I had on for the day, like nice thick wedge on them, gals, if you know, you know. Um, and I had them on for most of the day and like they were grand. They were fine. They weren't too sore or anything. Um, and then I was running through that main shopping street in Liverpool, like sprinting for my life. And I was going down the street. It was like Liverpool's equivalent of Grafton Street. And there was a busker and he was singing... There she goes, there she goes again. You know that song. I'm not really taking much notice. I'm just running by. And there is probably what was a stag party. A load of lads together in a group. They probably had a few tins. Arms around each other. They see this random woman in heels sprinting past the busker with great urgency and they all had their arms around each other. And they all started pointing at me. There she goes. <laughs> and what could I do but give them all a big wave? Uh, I blew them a kiss. Um, very funny. <laughs> I, that story. I wonder where they all are now. I wonder uh, are they like what happened to that yeah, woman? I wonder where she running was running urgently. Where was she going? Yeah. Uh, I made my taxi by the way. So God, the run was worth it. That was brilliant. Um, I remember you told me that story. Yeah. And you died. <laughs> Such a good story. Such a good story. 
Yeah. But again, it just goes back to the people at Liverpool. Like they they were fantastic. You just like, felt so welcome. Michal O'Kane, um, Memphis Michal kept saying that. Like yeah. you just felt so welcomed. It was, I'm sorry to say, worlds apart from Turin. It was oh. like, the Italians were like, what? What's yeah. happening? What? What's this? No, we're not playing that for you in our empty bar. Like, yeah. you know, just just a different planet. Like, they positive. were just so proud that they were so welcoming, so warm. I couldn't so well organized as well. It was so And there was easy. so much Ukraine everywhere. Yeah, as well. Like they the followed birds through with that. Across the city, the yeah. Ukrainian flags everywhere. Everything was was perfect. Everything. Yeah, it was brilliant. Everything. Um, but yeah, no, Liverpool she prayed, and it just it goes to show for the future contest that the shows are important, but the way the city embraces it for the fans. I think they had forecast about a hundred thousand fans to go. They had half a million show up. And I saw a stat, it was like three arrests yeah. in total in yeah. relation to Eurovision events. That's incredible. That's mad. You know, when you think of the scale of an operation like that. And I did feel very safe. Yeah. You know, there was, there were, there was a police presence. Absolutely. Uh, the village was well organised. You weren't queuing for ages, but they were still, you know, checking people's bags yeah. and making sure everything was legit. Euro Club, again, you weren't in the queue for that long. No. But you felt safe. You felt like they were checking people. There was no, there was just no nonsense. Yeah. It was well run. I felt safe. I felt welcome. I felt happy. All, all the good feelings. Yeah. On that note, one other quick highlight from me. This is very important for Connor. This is very important for me. This is very, very important to our listeners, as we now know. My sister's crown don't take it down. Oh. Top 10, baby. <laughs> Yes! Oh. Yup, the girls! <laughs> yup, Czechia! Proud to be Czech. Prague 2025, oh. baby. Yeah. I did apologise. I did apologise. Actually, that reminds me, in the middle of the village, Slovenia's result came in, and I was like, I told you they wouldn't get top 10, and you were like, Jesus, Connor, it only happened. <laughs> Yeah, I literally shouted at you. I was like, I told you I wouldn't be top You 10. bit the head off me and I bit the head off you <laughs> <Yeah>. right back. <laughs> we were having the, And then we both and then Spain's went, result Sorry. came in and we both went like, <gasps> at each other. <laughs> oh, we should have recorded all that actually. It was very oh, funny. Very, very funny. funny. Uh, yeah. Checky at 10th place. They did really, really My well. girlos. I am annoyed Lithuania came 11th, but I'll give it to you. Yeah. I'll give it you to know, you. She, Lithuania deserved top 10. She was very close. There's one or two mm-hmm. like, could probably take out of that top 10 we'll get into that we'll get into that we will get into that any other highlights from you quickly oh i don't know you mentioned the national lottery show and i thought it was a perfect way to kick off the week it was very local you know tailored for you know didn't really have atomic kitten we're banging yeah they were no carrie katona though which was disappointing i was looking forward she normally turns up to everything i know she's half in half out these days like the hokey pokey (laughs) with her um (laughs) i loved the light show at the national lottery party when it lit up united by music and conchita oh and jamala they were both so good i wish there was more eurovision elements to it but it was a fantastic show the scale of it um and the turquoise carpet as well the weather again we got burnt to pieces oh. my god i was peeling by tuesday like it was mental our air vision mammy louise b yes was like texting us making sure we were okay yeah. and then there was a nice photo of us later on that week and she was like either you have a very good filter or you're both not that sunburned yeah. anymore <laughs> shout out to danny as well because i was like it was emergency stations in my hotel on the sunday night after it and i was burning i was, had towels on my face i was like i need to go oh, down yeah. and she was like pseudocreme works i had pseudocreme i don't know why it's pseudocreme but it was packed in my bag 
slams on my face. Oh, it was like ice cold. It was beautiful. Got aloe vera then, but it was it was it was well needed. But you know, pseudo cream comes from Ireland. Oh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. originates here. Wow. Yeah. In fact. There you go. Well, yeah. we want to hear from the listeners as well. We just kind of asked you for your general thoughts. So we'll we'll see what comes up here. And then we are going to get into the top 10 of Eurovision yes. 2023. So Connor, kick us off there. Uh, we'll kick it off with Stephen Burke. I miss Liverpool. That's it. <laughs> I think So true, bestie so true. Stephen. Uh, Jose, great fella. Jose says... Eurovision is stuck on me like a tattoo. Oh, I, I like see that. what you did there. Like I what you see did what there. What you did there. Alex Basmati, friend of the Pod Palad Pod, so so proud of Gustav. Woo! We touched on it there. Daddy Seventh in place. Daddy in a wow. We told. We told you. Everyone. We told you. We told you. We told you. We knew it. <laughs> We've been new. We made a massive mistake with Israel though. Yes, Which we did. It, Alex also commented on. She but said, "But we were right about Israel Georgia then." We Sorry, were right, we were right about Georgia then. We both said it wouldn't qualify. Ooh, yeah, we were wrong yeah. about Armenia though. Then, yeah, 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 yeah. We, we've made a few we, mistakes, we and right. we were also very correct. But no, we did do a U-turn on Israel later in the season. We did. At the start, we were so wrong about Israel, like top true, three. Holy true. God! Wow. Um, Jussie Dub, one of the best shows, great presenters, but very much fixed for ABBA Fifty. There's been Come a lot here. of discourse about this now over the last few weeks. I don't want to say anything rude, but like, what are you talking about? Sorry. Yeah. I don't get that. How can you fix an international competition with dozens and dozens of jurors yeah. and hundreds of thousands of televoters? How can you fix it just so one country can host it the following year like and why you know why would you do that that i'm sorry that to me is local behavior that's yeah. not eurovision no. fan behavior of course it's not bloody fixed for abbott if sweden wants to do an abba 50th anniversary they'll do it anyway yeah, come on exactly. now and the dead abba are going to show up anyway. and also god love them half abba like they're not really out and about these days you know what i mean it's not like you know i know they've got the voyager show but in, it's not in, them it's in london but it's what do you call it holograms it's holograms yeah. it's you know obviously they're making coin off it but like they're not necessarily making appearances so just Leave Abba alone, yeah. you know? I love a bit of Abba. Leave them alone. Yeah. Um, uh, Juliet said, it has to be one of the strongest finals ever for song quality. Not a single weak link. It was a very it strong... It was a great final. Yeah, very yeah. strong final. Was there anyone really that you would have said, oh, I would have see them go through? Malta for have. me would, oh, would have. have. You know... It w- I'm sorry, how did Malta come last yeah. in semi-final one? Very strange. We are going to talk more about jury versus televote later, but that to me... I know it's 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 hard when you like a song and you have a bias and stuff, but like objectively, was Malta the worst in semi final no. one? No, Malta to me was on the cusp of qualifying. Yeah. It should not have been last. I think they fell victim to a bit of running order, a bit of small nation being a televote only. It's a disadvantage with televotes. It really is. It and you really look at, is. You look at who didn't qualify. You yeah. know, San Marino last zero points. Romania, Ireland, small Azerbaijan. country with didn't qualify. Yeah. You know, these are small nations. You know, there needs to be a bit of support for them mm-hmm. in a sense. Totally you know, agree. It, yeah. it, with, if you're going to do a televote only semi final. Neither je- televote or jury are perfect. We're going to no. get into that yeah. later. And that to me is a big flaw with the televote. Yeah. Uh, Sarah says perhaps Finland and Australia ate into some of Germany's points. 
Also, Ireland's head, Odia, get it together. We're going to talk a bit about that in a bit. Mm. Um, and she also said that shocked that four of the big five countries didn't do better, especially Germany, Germany being last. I'm not shocked at that. No. I, it, I think I started think I was doing a bit of a U-turn and thinking like, oh, I think they'll collect points. I think there's an audience for this. But yeah, maybe she's right. Maybe Australia. I wouldn't say Finland, but I would say, yeah, definitely Australia, Australia might have eaten yeah. into that vote. Australia was like a higher production, more expensive, less gimmicky yeah. kind of feel to what Germany was doing. I think Germany did well with what they had. Mm. But song-wise, Australia was definitely the superior of the two. Yeah, and Germany felt more dated than Australia it did. did. It yeah, did. Australia it felt did. more modern, I think. It did. Uh, my Instagary, what impressed me most was how much Liverpool embraced into the contest, a stark contrast to Turin, exactly like what so we were true. saying earlier. Uh, Taylor D said, probably the best final ever, some really, really good songs. Keen, it was fantastic. Liverpool really put ESC into context with the team of Unity. Mm. I really like what you said there, Keen. Very yeah. true. Yeah. Annette has put some interesting thoughts in. She's put in a few things. She said... It's unfair jury can give one act such a lead that no amount of public votes that we pay for can beat. Winner was essentially decided on Friday night and Sat show didn't matter for Winner specifically. I'm not anti-jury, but this year's shows that there is a flaw in the system. Finland were the true winners, according to Annette. We are going to discuss jury televote later Mm -hmm. in more depth. I agree with elements of what Annette said and I don't agree with others. Yeah. I think it's a really interesting conversation and one we should be having. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not perfect. I do agree with kind of a follow-up thing Brian has said. He said we need to diversify the juries. I would definitely agree Absolutely. with that. Absolutely. I think the juries need to be looked at. Diversify and expand as well, I think. Definitely agree, Connor. I yeah. think so. 100%. Geeky Harriet said this year ended up being uh, this year ended up pretty strong and I think the televote in the semi-finals worked. Interesting. Uh, Nathan Cassidy says biggest shock of the year was Hawaii getting fourth in the Irish selection. <laughs> what a throwback. I forgot about <laughs> throwback, that. Throwback, yeah. Um Pal of the Pod, Kira. Kira says, guys, can you please ask again in September when I processed it, please? Top tier from start to finish. Oh, that's I think that's really a great true. way of, of describing it. I feel it. like we, we'll also speak about it more clearly in yeah. a few months than we Once probably will by. today. Yeah. Um, Kieran said, Cornelia's cover of I Turn to You is on repeat. Can I just say, I loved the Liverpool songbook oh, in general. So You'll good. never walk alone. It was so British, but it, it was. was beautiful. It was. It was. And Kieran also says, also still shooto tuto in throughout the weeks. <laughs> Guys, I cried. Oh, I cried so much during um, the grand final shootout. It just really got to me. You were in front and we were all linked at the back oh. behind you. It was like something out of like a musical. We were all like, <laughs> like a cult. Glasgow Michal was holding me. He was like, don't cry. You two in um, front and all like. I just got like so emotional. It just really, it was just. It you was cried really... a good few times during the week. Yeah, lads. Nice. It was embarrassing. <laughs> That's embarrassing. It's uh, good. Yeah, yeah I'm the, ju- I just was slow. having the time of my life, honestly. That's it. I was like, if I die tomorrow, I'd be a happy woman. Happy tears, that's it. Happy, happy tears, definitely. There's a few comments on Ireland. Mm-hmm. It's a Wonderful Life saying, Ireland should defo have gone through. And Laura saying, wild youth were robbed. So we touched on this in probably our last episode where yeah. we briefly talked about what happened in semi one and we made semi two predictions. Connor. Do we believe that wild youth were robbed? Honestly, no. We I don't think so either. I and my honest feeling is, I think that we were doing well to have come twelfth in the semi final. I love the lads. 
But that performance just was not it. It wasn't, yeah. It no. wasn't a qualifying performance. No, it was. I think it was staged well, but there was no charisma in the performance. The song was anthemic. There was no anthemic, you know. We value needed more of it. shots. To the audience. needed more shots. To the audience. We the camera. More audience interaction. The camera engagement was not good. No, it was. It it just felt flat to me, and I think it could have snuck through if it if there was more of that. Honestly. Um, it it just it was it fell flat, and the minute I yeah. had seen it, I was I was no, we're gone. And we we, we said both that said our it in our predictions. Episode, we were yeah. both we we're not. It's not going through. We were honest, yeah. And it's disappointing because I I think you know, it's just it's another you want year. Them to give it all. It's another year we yeah. haven't qualified. But you know, when you're in that position, you want them to give it their all. And unfortunately, I felt that they could have done a bit more to at least get a bit closer into that final but it just it just didn't happen in saying that it is our best results in 2018 since we qualified which which is a bit weird to say but um yeah look no we 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 didn't deserve to go to the final at all i feel like i'm getting quite apathetic to the whole conversation that we're seemingly having every year yeah i really don't think some of the reaction and some things online that then unfortunately made it into the media and made it into the headlines you know things like they don't give Ireland a chance and such like to me that's rubbish and it doesn't help us in Eurovision at all it doesn't help Ireland in Eurovision it doesn't help the reputation of the contest in Ireland to me it actually feels a little bit like undoing some good work that has been done so I was a bit frustrated with that at the time agreed um I think Connor and I would also like to say very importantly, and we've mentioned this before, that, you know, it's very understandable for people to feel frustrated and to feel a type of way about a result, about our streak of non-qualifications. But I think if you're talking about it online, you should be very careful with your words and choosing what you say. It is not right to write abuse to any individual or any group of people uh, you know, Michael Keely are ahead of delegation. He is a human. He is a person doing a job. So are the delegation. And we don't condone anybody writing things with a bad tone online, mm-hmm. anything inappropriate. That's not on. You know, we've said before, you should direct your feelings in an email to the broadcaster. CC the HRD if you want or whatever. But there's no need to get personal um, I think it's very important we put that message out to yeah. Irish fans and we know that 99% of people are sound and sensible and reasonable um, but I think it's just important while we're here we're all having this conversation yeah. that we say that right Connor? Yeah. yeah of course look tension's high with you know another year of not getting into the final but at the end of the day like you said there's a respectable way of you know highlighting your feelings suggesting things saying things that we might try but being you know, helpful yeah, instead of, you know, just hammering down and you, you're doing this, that's not going to get your point across at all. There's Do it a in a nice way. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I'm guilty of venting some frustrations and I put up a few tweets, but I never direct it at an individual. It's always to do with the broadcaster or it's always to do with a headline yeah. or, you know, it's never personal to anybody. So I don't I don't think that's, that's on. I don't think that's right. No. So... Uh, yeah, I think let's be constructive in it. You yeah. know, we're not going to get anywhere if people are being nasty. No, um, You know, there's a certain way to handle yourself in these things. But I think that goes without saying for the vast majority yeah. of listeners. It probably doesn't even need to be said. But, you know, 
Just putting it out there. Yep. So that's Ireland, and I think we want to come back to that in much more depth. Yes, absolutely. In a few episodes' yeah. time. Because there's a lot been happening, you know, there's a lot of media attention outside of the Eurovision bubble this year when it comes to Ireland. Where do we go? A lot of talk about Late Late Show, get reading about there's a new host coming in, of course. So a lot of change could potentially be happening. So it's a lot to see what happens. Let us flesh out our thoughts a bit Send more. Send us a message as well. We yeah. got a great email um, from somebody the other day uh, kind of venting out their thoughts. I think that's helpful. Like yeah. shoot us a message or get involved in our conversation. We're definitely interested in hearing from people. There's a, an interesting Instagram account that's been going around Ireland's Eurosong future. Yeah. That looks kind of interesting. Um, Somebody running that. So yeah, like let's be productive. Let's be constructive. Let's be helpful. And let's, I suppose, be hopeful. I think even <laughs> I'm finding it hard to be hopeful at the moment. We're not on a great streak. But look, no. there's been UK fans saying things to us like, oh, you're where we were in 2016. So that I'm sitting on my hands going, okay, six years until we're running up. <laughs> <laughs> Lads, give me a qualification. Can you imagine, sorry, the state of our group when Belgium oh. was getting 12 points? Can you imagine Irish fans if imagine, we qualify? Imagine. You know that video that went viral when Ryan O'Shaughnessy qualified? Oh, yeah. That man who was like... <laughs> give it up. We should give it up. The best song in the contest did not get through. Thank you very much. We should give it up. It's f***ing disgraceful. And he, and he, he had thought that the, it had announced the last qualifier and he was like, Oh, there's one more. Oh, there's one more. Oh, there's one more. There's one more. That's one. Oh, there's one more. Oh, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> If you know, you know. If you know, you know. You sound like a if you don't know, message us and we'll oh. link you the video because it's very, very funny. Very funny. Um, yeah, I think we'll leave that there for now. Yeah, so we'll that's come back to highlights. We'll come back to it. Great to hear from you guys as always. So thank you for joining in on that. Thank you. Top 10. Eurovision 2023. Let's work backwards from the 10th place in the grand final of the Eurovision Song Contest 2023. It was Vesna, my <laughs> sister's crown, Czechia. <gasps> I, I've already spoken about this in the episode. I'm delighted. The staging was great. Let me tell you, I've said this before. I sat with Connor in this very room and I described the staging I dreamt about for this and Jean can confirm she also mm -hmm. confirmed in the village that I had told her I wanted them you know to have the the hair thing I wanted the um the circle I wanted Coming the arms together. up to make the crown I wanted that folky kind of feel and they brought it and they delivered they were so good it was kind of funny their result because they did like relatively well in the jury it was like an, uh, an okay televote not great yeah but it propelled them to the 10th place because they got enough overall. And I suppose our high players took up so much points as yeah. well that the points were weirdly distributed this year. But I'm so chuffed for Czechia. They've been trying so hard with a low budget and, you know, a clever selection. They had some other good songs in that selection too. This was definitely the best. It's got them a top 10 result, which they deserve. They've been robbed in a few years. Their second best result ever. Yes. My girls, my queens. <laughs> and I'm going to keep that check flag forever. Aww. I'm so tough for them. Ninth place, Australia. 
Promise me it's gonna be all right. <laughs> I will forget everything of Rob Lilly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this Paul's is a bit of a shock for me. I did not expect them to come top 10. Did you I ask? was very surprised. I'm delighted for them. Um, yeah, top 10 for them, 151 points. They finished sixth with the jury and then, of course, lower with the Televo 20th. Which is strange because they won the semi-final. That's what I was going to say. They won semi-final too. But they came 20th in the final. Here comes my tinfoil hat. Okay. And I've been kind of saying stuff like this to you and I think you agree with me. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the semi-finals, not 100%, but in general, you've got a different audience. It's more Euro fans, strictly tuning in to a semi-final. When you get to the Saturday night, you've got the general public. And the Euro fans or the more interested, invested Eurovision fans become very, very small fish in a massive pond. Yeah. So there is that. Then you also consider there's a different set of countries voting in the semi. And, you know, semi-final two, Lorene wasn't in it. Caria wasn't in it. Czechia wasn't in it. Israel wasn't in it. You know, big televote heavy hitters that then were in the final competing with Australia. So Australia was only competing against less than half of the competitors Mm. because semi one competitors were in another show and there was six automatic qualifiers Australia wasn't up against. So we had said semi two was the weaker semi, more open semi. Australia topped it there with a different cohort of people voting from a very select group of countries, I do feel like Eurofans are probably more supportive of Australia and the contest than the general public is. Um, all of that being said, delighted they still made the top 10. I think it was actually deserved. Very expensive production. Great staging. Visually looked really good. This isn't my kind of song, but I really appreciate it. I think yeah. they deserve the top 10. This is only looking good for Oz next year with Maybe their contract being extended, maybe not, because this is the last year. I think this would, if Australia want to stay, if SBS want to stay, I'm going to caveat that, you know, saying, oh, we just got a top 10, Europe likes us. That's that's a good sign for them. I also kind of feel like the EBU could do with not losing more countries. Yeah. So I feel like Australia are going to stay. Because I think it looks like Romania's on the way out based on their yeah. viewing figures. It's not for great. This year. It was the least watched ever it's in Romania. It's really not so. good. Could be gaining Luxembourg, losing Romania, hopefully keeping Australia, you know. And there's always a few countries that... Could be coming back. North Macedonia, you never know. Melfes Michal made the point to me the other day when we were speaking that he feels Sweden, you know, he lives there, he knows the Swedish culture, he knows the broadcaster. Um, they will try and bring down the fees as much... Like, you know, the Swedes will want as many countries as possible yeah. to partake. So I would love if we got Macedonia back... Montenegro, countries like that who had to buy it this year. Fingers crossed we can get countries like that back. I do hope Luxembourg coming back maybe shakes up some other countries. Yeah. I love Bosnia to come back. Mm. I love Bosnia and Eurovision. And they came back in 2016 as well. So yeah. They nearly Boston. qualified actually. Yeah. They just missed out. Andorra. Yeah. Like, I love especially seeing a micronation come back. Yeah. I just think it's great. Yeah. But anyway, Estonia, eighth place. Wow. <laughs> Alika. Luke, we are sorry. Yeah. We both said this wouldn't qualify. Well, you actually did. You did. Mm, I was on the cusp. The and actually, I put Iceland in ahead of this yeah. in our predictions. And Iceland came 11th. Yes. But this was... She smashed it. In semi... No, do you know what's interesting, though? She came 10th 
in semi-finals yes. too. Yes. And she's come eighth in the grand final. So again, this goes back to my point with Australia. Yeah. You have got a different cohort of people voting in the semi. And I suppose, I think in Estonia's case, you have to add in the jury. The jury gave of her course. a big, big leg up here because she got she, 146 she in the fifth. jury. She came fifth in the jury. So she really had the jury on her side. Pretty yeah. low tell, about 22. Um, 19. Still not, still not as low as... Spain oh. and some others. Oh. <coughs> um, but yeah, this is a great result for Estonia, right? Yeah. Kind of, probably the shock of the top 10. Uh, definitely. The shock. I, I, out of those nations, I wouldn't have said Estonia would have been the best. Uh, you know, Lithuania would have I would have put Lithuania ahead, in yeah, over way ahead, So, um, But interesting, you know. Do you think her, like, was her running order good, Estonia? I don't think so. She was earlier were, on. Because if we go back to this way of, oh, they're judging it off the semi-final results, she would have been 10th. So they probably wouldn't have given... But I feel she she performed 10th. In the she, grand final. In the grand final, I think. It was around there. Lithuania like, had a way better running order than him. Yeah, she like was she later was on. third or fourth to the end. Yeah, so... Interesting. That's weird. very interesting. Yeah. People might have not have liked Lithuania's kind of the persistent high notes throughout the song. Is being too late hurtful as well? Because yeah. like we could touch on the UK. Yeah. And like... Mickey Nunes, Leventa, Spain, Eurovision Song Contest 2019 went last and he came 22nd and he obviously should have won 2019. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> like... Case closed. Flo Rida said yeah. it, performing last, yeah. came 22nd. It's, 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 clearly, it's clearly a me problem. I yeah. have this curse. Just don't like the songs that perform last. <laughs> no, this is the third year yeah. in like four or five years oh, that this God. has happened to me. It's all your Because May was my runner-up. Like, I actually think like entries need to stay away from Lou, genuinely. <laughs> Um, look here <laughs> hey, Well done Estonia Yeah fair play well Did not done. see that coming at all That would have been all. a great bet For someone to put on Yeah Great Speaking of <clears throat> great bets mm-hmm. I saw somebody Who won a lot of moolah A lot of dollar <laughs> Off Belgium In the top ten Because of you What 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 <laughs> Gustafinators oh. rise. Like, what a result. We're not even trying to be impartial no, on this podcast. No. What a result. Seven. Like, Seven. Play. Seven. seventh place. Seven. Seventh place. Woo. Seventh place with the jury. Not top ten with the televote. I thought televoters would love this a bit more. My king. But twelfth in the televote, though. Still a great result. He performed the. I remember someone saying they were judging, like, the sounds in the semifinals, and he was getting, like, the third. In like the, the final jury yeah, shows and, and stuff like that. Yeah, and in like the that. exit polls, he got third. Yeah, so it just shows you he has such, he is such like charisma with performing. He really takes the audience in. I love the fact that he respects his backing singers. Yeah. Because of course he's been a backing singer. He's worked with previous Eurovision acts before. So he really, really wanted to have them involved. Even in the even photos. Even the turquoise carpet. Like a lot of people had their backing singers kind Join of go them. around the back. They he walked down with them. Yeah. And I really rate that. Yeah. He's, he's a lovely man and I have so much time for Gustav. And I'm delighted he got a result that he deserved. And Eighth uh, in the semi-final, Connor. Seventh in the final. Again, again very like Estonia. strange result. Very like Estonia. Very strange. Three twelves from the jury. Yeah. Ten from Ireland's jury. As uh, we should. One person besties. on our jury ranked it first and two people ranked it second. As they should. And Connor like, and I cannot confirm nor deny if we were... No, I'm joking. <laughs> we, were. we were very much... We were very much in Liverpool uh, and not on the jury. You can look up our jury members, should you wish. Um, oh, what... Hi, Brooke. What, <laughs> hi, Brooke. What a result. 
yeah, delighted what for him. Delighted for him. So delighted for Belgium as well. So deserved. And I think as well, Euro Song for Belgium this year kind of went underrated. Like it was a great show. Yeah. I remember watching it. It's actually probably one of my favorite you know that's really, the finals yeah. of the season it was just a random Saturday night I think it was and it was a good production great venue great staging and yeah of course people were annoyed by the result but look what they got they got 7th place top 10 result for Belgium delighted for them so can't wait to see what they do next 6th place then Lou Ukraine Dvorci Heart of Steel yes great result I still like the song still isn't for me personally it's just not my not something I stream not my bag but of course, Ukraine just come out swinging when it comes to staging. They just yeah. don't miss, Connor. They really don't. Really, um, really good. They, they're just so creative as a Eurovision nation. I can't ever imagine Ukraine non-qualifying. I feel like oh. they could turn up with one of the worst songs and they would probably make it work somehow or other. Good result. Uh, you know, pretty like mm, grand with the jury. So 54 points. I think that was probably right yeah pretty high televote with 189 fourth place i loved seeing that because i think it's not a winning song no and like i don't i don't know how i would have felt about it winning the televote to be honest but i think a solid strong televote is great and deserved and it also just shows that europe is still behind ukraine and that they have our support and that their music industry has our support and that you know, look the the representation representation of Ukraine is as important as ever. I hope they keep turning up to international events. I hope they keep being represented, especially their culture, their music, all of that. Um, some really harrowing news coming out of Ukraine even lately, even on the night of the grand yeah. final. Just terrible, just terrible. Um, so I think it's just so important that they're there. I'm delighted it's another top ten for them. No shock really. Yeah, here here. Agree. Uh, fifth place then was Norway, Queen of the Kings. Queen of Kings, I should say, Alexander. Very, very happy for her because, of course, the song was released quite early on into the ESC season. We had known about it. It blew up on TikTok. There was kind of a worry that could she, for, you know, be forgotten because we're over it got familiar. got a bit quiet, didn't it? Went it? very quiet. Yeah. There was no real development when it came to staging, styling or anything like that. So yeah. we all kind of were worried a bit, but she came and she got them the top five results. Third in the televote. Third in televote. Mm-hmm. 17th with the juries. Now, I've seen a few things going around. Is there some co- co- sort of kind of bias about Norway when it comes to juries? Because kind of won the televote in 2019 didn't do very well with the juries at all. I was What's at, your thoughts on that? I was at the jury show and she, Alessandra didn't sound good and really? she totally bottled the high note in the jury show. So I wasn't, like I was saying to people on Saturday night, like, oh, just she's not going to get a great jury score. She did not sound good last night. I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously it can come across a bit different on the feed, but we all, I think we've noticed, especially this year, in the arena, generally everything sounds better. So my thought was like, oh, the fact that she's not sounding great in the arena, it mustn't sound good on the yeah. feed. So I'm not very surprised she got a lower jury. Uh, on Kino. They had loads of issues with their jury performance in Tel Aviv and really there was kind of uproar that they weren't allowed to perform again because there was like loads of... Remember in Tel Aviv, there was so many camera issues. That's why it makes me laugh when people talk about Tel Aviv's production being great because I'm like, there was so many cameras and so many shots, (laughs) so many white, like production what? Hello? Where? How? Um... Elements of it were good, yes, but not the camera shots. Um, but yeah, they were kind of done dirty in their jury performance and there was like a solid two or three seconds that went black. 
and everybody was really shocked that they weren't allowed to perform again. Also, that song to me is just... And actually, both of these songs are way more televote mm-hmm. than Jury. So I think it's kind of nonsense to say that there's like a bias against Norway. Like when you compi- compile all of those elements together, um, we've seen years where Norway's done well in the Jury. And I am sure if they'd sent Ulrika, she would have gotten a very high result in the, yeah. the Jury, to be honest. So I, I don't think it's anything like that. Um, do you think it's a deserved top five, Connie? Oh, absolutely. I think yeah. so. I think so. Um, she's been fantastic the whole season. Um, the song at the end of it, I know it's, it's so aged solid. It's still a good song. It's so solid. A few of my local friends at work uh, during the week were saying, I never knew that was a Eurovision song. Uh, okay. I knew that from TikTok. So that probably explains a bit of the Televote score being, People oh, like I know it. that song. Yeah. I'm going to vote for it. Familiarity. Whether yeah. she's saying it good or not. And yeah, her vocals yeah. obviously deteriorated. She was good in the grand final. She was quite yeah, sick was. as well throughout the week. You could see there was vocal changes mm. in some of the performances. I saw a lovely so. message come in from Neve actually on her Instagram earlier saying uh, one thing she loved was she was in the arena for semi-final one and that Alessandra hit the high note really well and the whole arena erupted like ah, in support of her yeah. and she was saying it just shows how in Eurovision everyone supports everyone like you that kind of yeah. family feeling including the artists really so lovely to see so true fourth place Italy Juevite Marco Mangoni I know one Eurovision listener who's <laughs> going to be very happy Una It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful, wonderful life <laughs> She often sends us Marco Mangoni Just content. Marco Mangoni She can't believe that Connor marked him 5 out of 10 <laughs> Poor old oh. Una um, Listen This isn't a shock to me no, you know, no, 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 no I think I think maybe top 5 is a surprise I did think he was going to come top 10 I don't yeah, know yeah, yeah. I wasn't certain about top five but seeing his jury results come in I thought yeah it makes sense and he's quite famous like he he sells out big arenas and big venues across Europe he's got a lot of fans in the last few years gorgeous man like so telegenic can we also just talk about the flag parade I loved that he had the Italian flag in one hand and the pride flag in the other I think that just means a lot I think that's really important and like Fair, like, you know, fair play to Marco. I have a lot of extra respect for him because of that, especially given situations in Italy at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, I have loads of time for that. Um, I think L'Essenziale is a way better song. Yeah. Personally, than Due Vite. And it's interesting Due Vite did better, but ah, it, I'm, I'm not shocked that the jury and the televote backed him. Yeah. You know. Third in the jury, sixth in the televote. He's the one who, uh, kind of along with Israel... He got one seven four with the public and one seven six with the jury. So almost exact. Like if he got one seven five in each, it would have been uh, the the. He's got the clear three fifty with even split from both sides. So uh, yeah, bravo. Yeah, bravo to Italy. Another very strong result. Yeah, look, not a shock that it's top ten for me, but um, top five. I don't know. I wouldn't say top five personally, but I can understand it. Great stage and great voice. But. I think also maybe just in our terms of our personal preference, Connor. Like if you look at that top five, you've got Queen of Kings, Two Avita, Unicorn, Cha Cha Tattoo. The other four are more like upbeat pop in your face. You know, there has to be an audience out there who watch Eurovision and they look for that lovely ballad. So you know, it kind of makes sense. Something squeaked in, and that was it. Was Italy, I suppose, over others. Great. Third place then was We're on the podium Unicorn Unicorn Israel Dance break alert Um, Wow 
Wow. Flawless. Wow, wow. How what could you fault it? Like, mind blowing. Every single performance, she nailed it. She never held back vocally in any of the performances throughout the week. She hit the dance every single time, the pyro, everything. What a. Oh, I, I'm speechless. I, I'm overwhelmed about it, but it's um, definitely one of the highlight performances of the year, I think. And something that people will look back on and think, wow, what a song. What a song. Second with the jury as well, which I think is really, really good. And it just shows you that juries don't discriminate about, you know, pop girly bops. You know, yeah. there's been a thing about it in the past that, oh, they don't really like the pop girl. Second place. Second place, you know, beating Finland who finished obviously second overall. Yeah, fair play to Noah. Fair play. And it just shows you sending your biggest artists, your, you know, your global talents. It works. There we go. Yeah. Chanel in third last year, Noah in third this year. Which pop girly will it be next year? Mm. Who knows? Let's yeah, see. I agree with everything you said, Connor. I can't really add much more to it. Can I also say, I, I, I'm not trying to get into any of this discourse, but when people say Eurovision's political, she got 185 from the public and 177 from the jury. So Israel got more in the televote than from the jury which I, I'm not going to make comment on it but it's just interesting yeah and she received 12 off that rest of the world vote which we were eagerly anticipating interesting which yeah very interesting there was kind of a random set of countries in there that yeah. got points and I feel like with the rest of the world vote that was going to comprise of mostly Euro fans yeah who would be aware of it clearly not uh, I wonder, was there a lot of Americans voting? I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. I'd love to know the breakdown we of where... We should look into that at the end and see what the yeah. story is about. Very the interesting. Story, but yeah. yeah. Second place then. <sighs> wow. <laughs> Cha-cha-cha, Caria, yes. Finland. I mean, we knew all along this was the top two. It yeah. was a two-horse race and it was... And I think everybody was correct in our thoughts of... It, like we knew she was going to pull the jury and he was going to pull the televote and it would just depended how far along they could both pull them would he get enough in the jury would she get enough with the public I think ultimately he got a smashing televote result but he didn't get enough in the jury, jury. and she got a very good uh, actually also a smashing jury result but she she did pretty well in the televote and that's what you know that's what topped it off so back to Caria second place I mean there's so many iconic Eurovision runners up like Verka has never been forgotten Mahmood has never been forgotten Sam Ryder even last year Sam Ryder will never be forgotten I think let's add Caria to that list I mean there, it's such a good result, and I also kind of understand if there's Finns and fans upset that this didn't win because it was so close. You know, there was only in the end what fifty seven points yeah. coming between them. Uh, it all came down to how many televote points she was going to get. Three seven six in the televote is huge. Yeah, he got so many twelves to get twelve off an Irish televote with the amount of Lithuanians. Polish, UK, diaspora we have in Ireland. It's yeah. very impressive for another country to get that 12 in our televote. And with the non-English song as well, you know. With the so. not exactly. Yeah. I, I couldn't fault this performance either. Yeah. Seeing this in the arena, I'm nearly getting goosebumps thinking about how the arena 
were behind him. Also in the village. The village as I posted well. a video I that saw, I saw. It was brilliant. Somebody in a very probably high rise building somewhere in Liverpool has taken an aerial video or took an aerial video of the Eurovision village of us all screaming cha 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 like thousands upon thousands of people and I was there looking being like there's me calling all our friends in the middle of the crowd somewhere um incredible like it's taken Europe by storm Mm -hmm. he is going to do so well I hope to god he comes to Ireland to do a gig we'll be there hopefully see us all there yeah um I, I I hope he embraces Eurovision now I hope he comes to stuff um now we haven't even really asked you what you thought about the entry but I just want to ask yeah, first yeah go ahead him coming back to Eurovision thoughts not anytime soon mm. not anytime soon um I think it's always difficult when you have a big hit like Cha 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 it's like bringing Verka back I don't think the it would re-back work. effect yeah I just don't think it would work I think with Lorreen it's different because her vocals are flawless. And, but she had the and song And she had as well. the song as well. Yeah. And she you waited know. a long time. She like did. 11 years is yeah. a pretty long you time. Know, especially as well with Euphoria. Like everyone knows Euphoria. So she, and she, she flopped with statements in 2017 yeah, in her national you know, so selection. So the odds were against her, you know. Not to say that it's a one hit wonder. But I think with the Eurovision audience it's like you have to live up to. At least live up to your previous performance. Yeah. If not exceed it if you want to do. Well, to be honest, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I wouldn't personally. I actually, 99% of the time, I always want people to come back. But Carrie is the one. I just don't know if he could top that song. Mm. Unless it was something completely different. In a different I'm direction. I'm open to being surprised, in fairness. Yeah, like, you know. if he had a banger, we were like, oh my God, he's done it again. Yeah. But it's but, going to be so hard to but do But I that. think it just, it, it's going to be exciting to see where Finland goes now because UMK have been so, so strong in yeah. recent years and they haven't been performing great. You know, it's a mixed bag in terms of results And as Finland well. was so behind this. Yeah. Shout so, out to our friend Annie who we yes. met at the Turquoise Carpet, Finnish TikToker, ESE Factful. Highly recommend her. Yeah. She's got a really good account. If you're on TikTok, she's probably the best one you could follow in terms of Eurovision stuff. Um, and she was filling us in on how behind Finland mm-hmm. are and were of Caria, like Caria fever. I I hope this gets a good response from Finland and from their broadcaster in terms of giving them a hunger for yes. Eurovision, being like, we want to come back and win. Yeah. Like, that should have been our win. A bit now, that should have been our win. We're coming back. Yeah. I'd, I'd be happy with that. I'd be happy with that. Look, I think. People got to realise there's a lot of obviously anger. Carrier should have won. Like this is a system that's in place. I think people argue. We're going to get to that after. Yeah, you know, because we have to have this conversation. It's just annoying. But yeah, look, it's it's a brilliant (laughs) performance from Carrier. And I think, look, Finland should be proud and they certainly are. So, yeah, I think it's great. But of course, he was pipped at the post. (laughs) by Our Lorena. Lorena. <laughs> Sweden Lorene tattoo. <sighs> of course. The winner, she's the Johnny Logan of our generation. 
Connor, we have been blessed to have seen this twice at Melody Festival and in the final. And we both respectively saw this at different points in the week. Yeah. In the MS Bank Arena. So we've both seen her several times now live. And even one of our friends, Jean, who I think of, she was a big Carrier fan, much more so than a Sweden fan. But even she was saying about the spiritual experience of seeing Loreen perform. Yeah. What did she say? She knows how the children of Knock felt or something. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing Mary or whatever. Um, it, it makes sense to me. It does. It does. I, every time you watch this, whether live in person or watch the performance, it, it was as if you were watching art. And from everything, from the vocals to the staging was perfection. And, you know... She is a fantastic artist. She knows the contest well, of course. She's won it, like, you know, obviously with Euphoria, but she is an amazing person as well. Everything is so thought out of, you know, every little detail from colours to lighting to what she's, you know, wearing, the nail, everything. So much detail. And not a lot of performances had that. Not a lot of people do that when it comes to performing. And... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I agree. The mantra too. agrees. <laughs> woof woof. Um, <laughs> but when it comes to like her, her jury score, like 340 points, absolutely smashed it when it comes, you know, Israel second, 177 points. She ran away with the jury. But that's not surprising. We both said that going into Liverpool that she would. Yeah. With the vocals alone. We were saying you could stand her in the middle of the stage with nothing around her and she'd perform the part out of the song. So I think it, it's not surprising. I don't know why people are so angry about it. Mm. Um, and then again it was a televote 243 points she it's still, still came a second. very very good result yeah second, second in place televote. so I think I'd understand more if she had come like fifth in the televote yeah. and ran away with the jury and still won I'd be but and I know Caria got way more than her in the televote I, I know that but she still came second in the televote so exactly. people still wanted her to win and voted for her I mean yeah <laughs> I also think, as a returnee, you've always got more people against you. Oh, absolutely. Like, imagine Eurovision Twitter was around when Johnny Logan won the second time. And imagine Eurovision Twitter was around in the 90s. Three in a row. <laughs> Ireland or IP, you know what I mean? Like, we'd have been, we'd have been slaughtered. Yeah. But um, this, this, to me, is so deserved. Sweden getting their seventh win, deserved, equalising us. Within the next decade, they're going to have their eighth, yeah. as they should. Martin Osterdahl himself commenting that maybe this will give Ireland a little kick. No harm in it. But back to Sweden, it, it just makes sense. It feels like we're going home. When I watch this performance of hers, both live and on the telly, wherever, and I talk about this a lot, you need to have a performer who like captures everything, who you trust who you're not like, oh, she's a bit nervous. Oh, oh, she missed that. Is she going to miss that note? Oh, she didn't look at the camera. Yeah. We had a bit of that in Eurovision with a couple of different artists. Yeah. Even as much as I love her, Alessandra in fifth place, there was a, a few shaky parts yeah. in there. Laureen and Caria, I have to say, and Noah mm-hmm. being the top three are the three who just came out and killed it every single time. They owned the performances. They knew what they were doing. Full package. You know, with this jury televote discourse, which I, I suppose we're getting into now, mm-hmm. really, 
uh, there's no perfect system. No. Not everybody's always going to be happy. And listen, every year, every single year, I've been a very involved, invested fan. I see people crying about the winner. I'm sorry. This year, it's Carrie is the true winner. He won the televote. Boo the juries. Blah, blah, blah. Last year, it was, oh, Ukraine, the war, sympathy, blah, blah, blah. Uh, let's bear in mind, Ukraine were the runaway televote winner last year. And people were giving out that the televote isn't perfect. Yeah. There you go. Uh, year before, uh, people were saying, oh, it's only because uh, Maniskin are good looking and rah, 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 like stupid. Mm. Uh, 2019, oh, he didn't win the jury or the televote, Duncan Lawrence, like he didn't deserve to win, rah, rah, rah. 2018, like, oh, Fuego should have won. Yeah. You know, there was that. Uh, 2000, I could go on. 2017, uh, oh, it was because of his heart condition. Uh, even though, for God's sake, Salvador won the jury and the televote. Yeah. Like, it was a convincing... And he smashed it, it as well. It was a convincing 700 God points. 2016, Jamala. Like, I can go on. 2015, he won the jury. He didn't win the televote. Again, thing, blah, blah, same blah, thing blah, between... Like, you could go through every single year and people will not be happy. There is no perfect formula to finding a Eurovision winner. Please, please, please. As much as I bloody love 2008... And it is my favourite Eurovision year for nostalgic reasons, for musical reasons. We do not need a 100% televote throughout every single show in the Eurovision no. Song Contest. Particularly as Irish fans, let's look at the televote and see, is it helpful to smaller nations to be televote only? It's not. It is not. And I guarantee you, if you sit down and you go through even the last five years of Eurovision, there's probably a song that you love that got a lot of help from a jury or got a lot of help from a televote. But either way, they're there to balance each other out. Now, let's caveat all of that and tie the ribbon together and say, is the jury perfect? No. No. Is the televote perfect? No. The jury is the one that I think we agree could definitely be improved yeah. in the short term. Yeah, definitely. I think... Having five people, even some countries had four, you know, that's way too small for 50% of a vote of a country. It's huge. It's way too small of a, you know, a, a group of people to decide, you know, that huge percentage Each of person a vote. Each person has 10%. But that is ridiculous. I'm of, sorry. Of the decision. And especially with the way juries are selected. Some countries just select them nearly out of a hat, you know. It's like, yeah. what qualifies you to select 10% of your country's vote? I don't know. There needs to be a stricter recruiting policy. You know, there needs to be certain criteria that needs to be made. I think it needs to be expanded to, I'd probably have about 20 people. Why not? You know, 10. Demoscopic jury or 10 something. 10 to 20. You know, what? what's the harm? It gives a more broader range of results. Um, you can still do the whole class, you know, the top rated result out and the lowest, you know. I think it's just more representative of the country as opposed to having five people. I would love to know, Connor, what the logistics are because, you know, we've had a lot of issues with juries in terms of brown envelopes and collusion and so on. And we know for a fact that that has been happening in yeah. the past, even very recently. Last year, there was loads of shenanigans going on and we know that. But then you ask, okay, how can the EBU ensure, guarantee, like, I don't think they can no. guarantee that that collusion isn't going to happen. Like, what exactly happens? I would love to know, like, do... Does the EBU have a rep present at every broadcaster yeah. to make sure it's above board? Or 
Is it the sole responsibility of the broadcaster to make sure there's no funny business going on? And then like, you know, for example, this year, I have to say, I was really happy to see the Swedish and Finnish juries giving each other 12. I thought that screams to me, no foul play, everybody voting fairly, voting for the song they like and rate highly. We've seen other years, it was definitely the 2019 year, a lot of the favourites voting very shadily, the Netherlands, Italy, for example, voting weirdly for each other in their juries, just like not adding up. That can happen too. Um, So I just love to know what are the rules around it? What's like, how do they tighten up the security? How do they, Mm -hmm. how do they know for sure that, you know, people aren't being paid out or there isn't strangeness happening within the jurors and the juries i would really that's something i'd really like to find out maybe yeah. something we should find out on the pod definitely and explore just to quickly put in as well this year greece not getting uh giving cyprus 12 points in the jury either which What's was great the crack? which was great to see it was you know based on song quality alone is that because he's like primarily living in australia well, potentially i don't know is it maybe. like because you know with greece and cyprus it's like whoever it's generally Greece to Cyprus whoever's huge in Greece will be big in Cyprus Mm -hmm. or like vice versa Um, is it that maybe he's actually not that big in Greece so the Cypriots are like oh who's this fella or sorry no sorry yeah yeah vice versa where the Cypriots like who's the the man yeah yeah I don't know uh, but going back They gave to 12 to Belgium so that's all Can we talk about Greece and Cyprus Both gave Belgium 12 And Australia Taste, taste. I must tweet about that actually Gustav could go on a nice Greek Cypriot Australian <laughs> crew. He All the sunny All the happy sunny oh, countries Giving him 12 he planned, that. he planned that Just tells you lads He planned that But um, Gustav writes Yeah Sweden of course winning Yeah Brilliant Important to note though I just saw this 10th place was, of course, Czech, Czech Republic on 129 points. But going right down to 15th place, Austria, 120. So that 10th to 15th position. Very close. A lot of countries in the mix. Just to talk about Austria, Armenia, Croatia, Cyprus and Lithuania were all batting for that kind of 10th spot. So interesting to know because a lot of people were disappointed. Austria, for example, not a top 10 result. They were running, close. Running order does were, have an effect. Yeah, it does. But they were close. When you're on first. They I were think close than you thought. When you're in the final, you don't want to be on before sixth or seventh. No. I think, I actually think being in the middle is the sweet spot. I'm starting to think going too close to the end is not a good thing either. Mm-hmm. I think you want to be between 10th and 20th. Yeah. That is where you want to be. Yeah. Interesting. interesting. Isn't it very interesting? Yeah. Unless you're fuego. I think it's important to talk about Spain though as well, because that was the big shock, I think, when it came to the voting. Um, Just five points from the televote. It was, of course, going to do well with the juries. Even then, Did you know. Did they even do that well? It came ninth. I thought we probably would have seen it like a top five yeah. we were talking about. Yeah. But last with the, the televote, three points from Portugal and two from the rest of the world. Um, You know, if this was in the semis, we would have lost this, potentially. You know. Wild G's got more televote points. Oh, Jesus, don't Spanish. say that to me. We have the Spaniards after us now. Electro oh, my God. got more televote points than... Blanca Paloma did. Wow. I mean... What went wrong? What do you think? Europe didn't get it. Mm. We, I remember we listened us talking to the fan hype too much. We, we were talking about it before and we were thinking that potentially Western Europe won't get it. You yeah, know, we acknowledge that. Eastern definitely. will probably get a bit more. Rest of the world will get it a lot. Europe really didn't get it at all. 
And Italy, when you look, for them. when you look, you know, a proper breakdown of the results, it wasn't as if she was like a May Muller where we, she was sitting 11, 12, 13th. She was 24, 25th, even 26th in some countries. So no one really got it, um, which was a big surprise. It was going to swing. It was going to swing one way or the other, wasn't it? And yeah. like, yeah, it was like they'll get it or they won't. And they just did not get it. And yeah. I feel like that's the vibe I was on for a mm-hmm. while. And I kept saying like, oh, maybe when I get into the arena, I'll get it. And I just didn't. Didn't, yeah. And I love Spain and Eurovision so much. And I, I do appreciate that like this is a big part of their culture and, you know, the flamenco sound and I would never be disrespectful to yeah. it. Or, you know, I do think, I did see comments online where people were, were being quite disrespectful about how she was singing. And like, uh, no. like, I don't think that's very nice. Like, you know, I think you can just, say something's not your cup of tea without being kind of disrespectful Mm, to people's culture and music there's you know like I know if it was Shanna singing like I think I would understand people not getting it but I wouldn't like people making comments you know derogatory comments you know because it's part of our culture um so yeah I think like that's that's all there is to say Europe didn't get it she also didn't have a favorable running order spot but I don't think that would have made a difference yeah like she I think she was Eighth or ninth, and she was eighth. on for Lorene, yeah. and there was a break before and after Lorene. Lorene yeah. kind of got nice treatment yeah. there from the probably due to her staging, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, so that was Spain. France is another one I just want to touch yeah, on. Yeah, it was sixteenth overall, I think. Um, and I think she had snuck into the, like the top five of the odds in the week before into the, the rehearsal week, but. 16th overall, 16th with the jury, and then televoters um, finish 14th. So overall... Can I just say, the fan media bubble confused me on this. Because at the start of the week, I was seeing tweets... Like, when she was doing her first rehearsals, there was all this, like, oh, France is here, and, like, you know... And the clips I saw did look good as well, so I kind of bought into the hype. And then when I saw the full thing, it was like, oh... They've just plonked her on the thing and there's a French tricolor at some point. Mm. But um, it just fell flat. But I'm not actually sure why. Yeah. The vocals weren't perfect either. No. I see. I remember tweeting from the Irvishan account and I was like, oh my God, France has entered the chat. Mm. Because visually watching it when I first saw it, I was blown away. Like yeah. vocally, she sounded amazing. But every performance after that, I was like, there was some issue when it comes to the staging. Her vocals were off, especially the high note. It sounded out of key. There was like certain issues. And I was just like, where was that first performance? Yeah. Like, where has that gone? And I just don't know what happened to it. I think her final performance was was a lot better than what I had seen throughout the week. But it wasn't a winner's performance. It wasn't a winner. No. It wasn't a top 10. And France are gunning for it. Like, I feel like they oh, wanted to win. They were annoyed as well. You could see it on their faces being disappointed. I did not like the response to that televote. And her response as well. Her gesture. You know, her gesture. That's not good. Her. No, it's not. And Blanca Paloma reacted so much better. When she probably it, yeah. nearly had more hype behind her. Yeah. Like, that can't have been easy to no. have had. Especially with Spanish fans, you know. Backing you, know, you the way they media were. Media as well. That press room is filled oh. with representatives from the Spanish media. Yeah. So, a lot of pressure. And she came in after to the press centre and she thanked everyone. Big smile on her face. And that's the way to take it and not be gesturing or making, you know, political comments on, on Instagram and stuff like that. So Again, just know. like Ireland, is that helpful to France and no. Eurovision? It's not. It's not. Do a brook. Have your cry, go to the pub. Enjoy. 
give everyone a hug and say, I love your vision. I'm thankful for what it's given to me. Make the best of it. There is no need to be, you know, a, a sore loser. Yeah, sour. Come on. Like, yeah. you know, you're after representing your country. Okay, fine. I know in the heat at the moment you're disappointed it didn't go the way you wanted. But there's something to be said for certain delegations maybe on the kind of social media PR side of things should be prepping their artists yeah. better. Oh, absolutely. And nearly having like, I don't know, counselling or psychologists involved and saying you're under a lot of pressure. Yeah. You're in front of the whole world. You're representing your country. That's a huge weight to take on your shoulders. It may not go that well, but that is fine. It's not the end of the world. You're you like... Artists should be focused on going out, giving their best possible performance, being the best version of themselves. And after that, shooting the breeze, enjoy the experience. Don't get too much hype around the results and such. It's never going to help you. Also, at the end of the day, somebody has to come on the right hand exactly. side to the scoreboard. And like, if it's you, that's unfortunate, but that's life. Yeah. Um, It's a strong year. You didn't get enough points. End of. Mm-hmm. I feel like you and I are getting quite like... <laughs> Uh, wagging the finger yeah. like come on come then on, <laughs> I, I think if I went out there and I was in the bottom five I'd be devastated but like that's life well, I feel like it? we'd be like a James Newman of like ah okay we yeah. came let's crack open the beers <laughs> let's party I'd be like, a brook I'd be like let's yeah. go to the pub that's it but that's um, the way it should be you know yeah. whether you go home it's like the semi-finals whether you're going home on the Tuesday or the it's Thursday it's an experience it's still ending on the Saturday either way you know shout out to all of those artists who stayed all week yeah Peak Shacks, the lads from Azerbaijan, um, the la- Sudden Nights yeah. hung around, Cal from Wild Youth and yeah. Euro Club and in Eurovision Village. Fair play to those people who stayed on and made the best of the experience and so on. And that's like, what you should do. That's great. That's what you should Good do. Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. Once in a lifetime for a lot of people. Yeah, it's a way to celebrate the journey, you know. People, people were killed to get to Eurovision. They've been touring for months, going to yeah. pre-party after pre-party, rehearsals. It's time to let loose a bit and enjoy. It's about the journey, like exactly. the destination. And support each other, you know, yeah. as well. You're all getting yeah. to experience it. You know, why, 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 why run away and cry into your pillow? You know, celebrate it. Did Irish fans all pile home? After the Tuesday, no, we stayed, we sang our heart outs, we cheered for everybody. There was a group of Irish fans, I don't know their names, but we were outside the MS Bank Arena like one o'clock in the morning on Tuesday, Wednesday morning at this point, bitching about Ireland, what we got to do. And that was great crack. And that's what you should do throughout the week of talking about Eurovision, going to events, experience it, whether your country's in the final. Whether it's not just enjoying the Eurovision experience as opposed to... It is probably once in a lifetime. That's it. You may not ever get that chance again. No. And I know it's a lot of pressures on on artists. And I think responsibility also falls on the delegations to adequately prepare their artists. You know, if they don't have management in place or whatever, they really need the delegation to support them. Particularly the PR press people in broadcasters. Like, I think hold a bit of the responsibility you know and just making sure that you know for, for like taking um Lazara as an example maybe like I don't know the ins and outs of that obviously so I could be talking out of my hat but like just making sure that like their expectations are not too high yeah. and that, that their focus is on enjoying the experience representing themselves rather than focusing on results you know what yeah. I mean yeah I think that's so important but listen 
that like we could go through every single country yeah connor like we've been shooting the breeze for so long we're nearly an hour and a half in <laughs> to this getting a bumper episode. yeah <laughs> um do you know what i've really enjoyed recording this episode i feel like having that break yeah and we were getting comments that you and i were very tired sounding yes. and those that which we were we, we were. were very tired we were. we were doing our best we were hanging in there you know when you're working two jobs and you're also going out, you're also socialising, mm-hmm. um, you're trying to sleep, you're trying to eat some vegetables, you're trying yeah. to drink some water, you know, enjoy yourself, get some air, all the rest. It's it's a lot. So yeah, we were tired, we've, we're refreshed now, we've had this lovely chat. I've loved getting the, the stuff in on the question boxes. Yeah. Bloody love an AirVision question box, lads. Keep them coming. I love hearing what everyone thinks. I'm so nosy. I, I sit sometimes at night just reading things and going, oh, she said this, he said that. Oh. You know, it's great. Um, oh. Connor, my darling, I love you. Oh, I love you too. Ah, Jesus, stop now. She's going to cry again. <laughs> oh, my God. But this is our first, like, Eurovision journey. I like, know. our first, like, yeah, our full yeah, because we were in the aftermath in last year. I can't believe I'm crying. Um, Stop. Oh it's my been God. so much fun. So yeah. much fun. And I think thank you to you, of oh, course. Stop it, now. And He's thank crying. you to our like <laughs> listeners as well, because I think like what we started this in September, we talked about it on a random night in the summer of, you know, let's do this podcast, see what's happened, and we've done so much. There's so much that we can do. I think we feel that we've only hit the, the, the not even the, the lid of what we can achieve with this. And um, I think just the people make it for like we're like you'll you'll notice we're always on about people. Like we're always on. Like there's so many names we mention over and over. New people, old friends. It's that's what a lot a lot of Ireland Eurovision is. That community aspect. Ireland in itself as a country is a big community. We have so many little pockets of communities within Ireland, and Ireland and Eurovision is one of them. And I think as well, we want to shout out to the likes of, um, we're always on about OGAR and Frank is amazing. Brilliant. Frank is an amazing president. He's done so much for Irish fans this year, getting us together, appreciate him so much. Jonathan, Mr. Eurobash and work he's been doing in Dublin, like amazing and shout out to like Sean and Kate and all them as well. I'm sorry, zero points. Love those lads. We finally met them in Euroclub. We got a lovely photo together. Like, they're out there doing great stuff with their podcasts and great interviews and such. Um, so it's just been, despite like our results and our qualifications, as Irish fans, we keep on fighting, we keep our heads up, we go to the events, we shout the loudest, we sing the loudest. That's the Irish way. Exactly. Katie Taylor, I was in the pub last night, she lost her fight. Leinster lost that big final as well yesterday and we still cheer we don't need early we clap no. our competitors and our representatives till the end we're a very proud nation we are as we bloody should be yeah we're a great little nation lads our time is coming chucky <laughs> chucky 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 i shouldn't say that too much you know what i mean it's coming it's <laughs> coming it's connor's like oh no it's co- no seriously though it's no, our it time it i is. feel it we're the it might not be next year it think, may not be the year after, but it is coming. If we're continuing on the way we are in terms of fan movement, that's what it's all about. Us yeah. coming together. Like you said, there's been so many different pockets and now we're finally coming together. We all, we've all found collectively, each other. And we've found each other and we're now going to make our voices heard in a respectful way, but we're making our voices heard and that's what matters the most. Our head delegation is engaging. He's trying. The delegation are listening. The media is listening. I just, I feel like 
there's grow in Ireland for Eurovision. Don't forget it. There is, despite the negative stuff, there is grow there. Yeah. There's people who want the best, and we're we're gonna do it. We're yeah. gonna get there. Yeah. Win number eight might not be around the corner. <laughs> but qualification. But qualification <laughs> is what we're looking at. And lads, do you know uh, the beautiful thing about Eurovision? It changes year to year. Exactly. You just never know. You never know. Oh, you never know. I just. <laughs> I was, mic drop. <laughs> I was doing like a real inspirational type of waggy finger and I banged the mic. Uh, um, Connor, we need to wrap up because this has been like a bumper episode oh, in itself. It. A major catch up for us as well. Yeah. Um, thanks for anyone who well. stayed with us to this point. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, no, it, it's been great. And this is 2023 chapter over. But 2024 is just around the corner, baby. Year yeah. two of Eurovision. Give me a double high five. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, of course, make sure you're on this train, the chaos train. We are going to be. But yeah, make sure you're following us on all social media accounts, like our Instagram, our Twitter, at Eurovision Podcast on Instagram, at Eurovision Pod on Twitter. You can also follow us on TikTok. Liu, you have been smashing it with the TikToks, the little teasers about Liverpool why you should go to Eurovision follow us see them for yourself on our TikTok at Eurovision Podcast of course if you want to email us and share your in-depth thoughts I love an email it's been great to see we've been getting a few emails we have it's great to see email Email us at airvisionpodcast at gmail.com. Of course, as well, you guys have been smashing it when it comes to reviews. Thank you so, so much. Please, if you have the time while listening, give us a little review and a rating on Spotify on um, Apple Podcasts. We see it them all, guys. other Eurovision fans, particularly in Ireland, to find us. So it would be great to continue bringing us together through the power of the Eurovision Song Contest. Woo! Woo! But Woo! for the moment... Curtain closing... Curtain closing. Eurovision 2023. I'm sure more discussions will come. Oh, yeah, yeah. But thank you for joining us on this bumper edition <laughs> episode. Um, hopefully you're not uh, falling asleep no. on us by now. <laughs> uh, we'll be back sooner than anything. Special yes. guest episode coming up and Eurovision Psychic. So we'll see you then. Lads. We'll see you soon. But all we got to say is... Slong, Slong Gaffal! Gaffal.